is Rip City Comedy. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Riff City Podcast. Hello, I'm Miles. I'm Rob. And <laughs> let's let the heel talk. <laughs> let's let the heel reveal himself. Okay, I'll do it again. Uh, okay. Welcome well, to the Riff City Podcast. I'm Miles. I'm Rob. And the heel himself. This is Daniel. I, okay, so if we're going to just jump right into the whole heel talk. Uh, <laughs> well, just the way that you did it was like the way that like, a heel no, would okay. do it. Well, first of all, the reason why heel was spelled wrong for our first episode, for those of you that noticed it, <laughs> it was because if you listen to it, I think the listeners will agree that I was so harassed by harassed my two co-hosts that uh but they but you do heal my my uh my ability to to within the first three seconds you do the heal thing to do which is because we didn't uh this little behind the scenes magic here we were just planning on doing a normal intro we go i'm miles i point to rob who's next to me and then rob points to daniel who doesn't say anything (laughs) but breathes heavily into the microphone I'm sorry. And that's just something a heel would do. No. First of all, we have to speak closely to the mic, so I'm sorry if I had just have two, if my lungs are just so full of air Can I recreate? that I'm, that I'm, I'm powerfully breathing into the mic. Can I recreate mic. what just happened? Hey, I'm Miles. I'm Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I didn't sound like a pig. It was more graceful. <laughs> it sounded like it sounded, but... So I guess we'll get into it, number one. Uh... Well, let's hear, you Can, let's hear you No, breathe. I feel you like you're turn, like slowly turning in to our other roommate slash your uncle Darren. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because he snores. It's weird how, how you guys are gaining weight in the same places too, <laughs> which is just like. Okay. And you guys both work like till two a.m. and then your other job starts at like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so we have to eat to give, give us strength. <laughs> what is your? What is? Your, what's your? We've. Uh, we wanted to talk about. Well, first things first, thank you guys so much again for listening. We should yeah, probably say that so much, before yeah. we go into this tirade of hatred that is going to be the next uh, few minutes here. Um, all right, so we all agree unanimously our heel has been voted and been decided. We won't say it, but from here on out, you, the listeners, along with us, will know who the heel is. Sure, but that the he- we don't even need to say who it is but because everybody <laughs> unanimously agreed through the voting process, through private messaging, through Rob and I's conversations amongst ourselves. Okay, this is this is a little bit off topic. Uh, I just want to put put this out there. This is more for our producer. But do you think that by the time we're done recording this podcast, that my jacket will be dry? Oh, Daniel's washing his clothes right now because our producer <laughs> insisted to do that. Did you borrow his due laundry soap? Okay. Yes. Well, Due to the fact that you haven't like washed said, your clothes, like it's just like this is like heel things to do when you walk into a. Okay. So our producer, we're, we're filming this uh, at our producer Bo's house as usual um, this time, but he moved, so we come into the house. Daniel's first move is to start opening all the pantry doors without explanation. <laughs> I just and then you, and you, then just looking, he said, "I want to see, I want to see how everything looks," but not looking at it, just <laughs> opening pantry doors and looking through there. Well, this is a nice <laughs> well, for the listener. If you could see the architecture of this house, it is in very, it's in very uh, inviting for you to let, like look through. Beautiful, things. but it's like you know on the tour, and then Daniel's just like, uh, "Oh, can I use your your washing machine, by the way?" <laughs> Okay, I didn't ask. You were uh, forced. I, I I'm was, sorry. You were right. You were forced. I was, I was trying to give you I some dignity accused. here, but you were forced because of your smell. Okay. <laughs> okay, there's no dignity in either of those propositions. That I, I walk in and ask to use a laundry room. Or a well, well, it's sweat. even worse if you walk in and you're being asked to use a laundry room because of your odor. That's way worse. I was trying Not to save you odor, there. The jacket's odor. The jacket that spends all of its time on you. Well, 
so you've quit smoking. I think this has something to do with your recent. Uh, how do I say this? <laughs> weight gain. I haven't been gaining weight. I've, I've literally. Well, just Rob, as a roommate, what do you feel about Daniel's body Last type? Last week, you told me that you got a double scoop of ice cream, as I always do. Yes. And uh, right <laughs> after that, you walked to the taco shop to get a California burrito, and you stood outside eating ice cream until you were true, done, yes. and so, and then immediately went inside and got a burrito. Yeah, well, because I, I, okay, first of all, you have dinner and dessert, and I had dessert first, and I had to get dinner. Do you stress eat because of the show? Because of the show, our last show with Eleanor Kerrigan. Thank you so much again, Drew, and the show. Yeah, Eleanor was fantastic, show. but do you think that that's part of why, or is it because you're quitting smoking that you're eating so much lately? I think it's because it's of both. Yeah, uh, but also, you know, listen, if you find really good ice cream, it is ad- highly addicting. The ice cream is really good. How I often get two do you scoops. eat ice cream? Uh, I would say in a week, I'd probably go maybe three or four times. Okay, because you did send me a selfie with you eating ice cream. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I get two scoops of mint chip ice cream with on a on a homemade uh, handmade waffle cone, and. Uh, it's good. And that night I So they hand poke all the holes in the waffles. Do they have a certain code for when you get there cuz they know what you want? Yeah, they call They're me like, uh, they call me rude boy because I, I can get a little <laughs> frustrated when I go. I go there almost every day and I order the same thing. So you just lie chip. to us, you go there almost every day now? Cuz I don't think you go there 3 or 4 times a week. Just judging by <laughs> us tracking you, it's more it's more like 6 or 7 days a week. Okay, well I go in there and they know that I they, look they I've gone in there enough times. At 10.55 at night, when they're almost closed, so no one you know sees me. And it's, <laughs> it's, your shame. it's usually the same person, and I go, can I get two scoops of the mint chip? And they go, have you tried the mint chip? And it's like, yes, you know I've tried the mint chip because I was in here the other day. Yeah. Why do you keep asking me if I've tried the is this mint like chip? A, is this like a CVS or something like that that you're going into, or is this a real coffee shop? I no, mean, no, it's like a real ice cream, cream place. It's called Hammond's in North Hammond's. Park. Uh, lovely ice cream, very good. Wow. Give it I up know, for It is Hammond's. very pricey. Yeah, it's like $8 for two scoops, but it's really good. $8? Oh. How much is it really? Let's get from the heel. It's eight dollars. Okay, okay. So, the, so the heel, the statement. So you're been. spending more on ice cream than you did on cigarettes. <laughs> no, cig- okay. I'm probably about He's the taking same. little. If you guys, you guys, obviously, we're not filming this. You can't see, but Daniel's been taking little bumps of uh, sugar throughout this whole episode <laughs> so far to keep himself going. No, I mean, yes. Since I've been going on this ice cream binge, uh, I could probably fit into a training bra. You, uh, yeah, you've get like just like looking at you, and then again hearing you on the microphone. It's a lot more like. Uh, <laughs> well, that's due to the fact that like I can finally breathe. Like I, ha- I have so much space in my lungs that I have all this air. I'm just flushing. But out. aren't you all this afraid? air is now being choked by fat? You Does saw what it? happened to your uncle. You know, like with. Do you not hear that? Do you not hear that? those are those are uh, like horsepower? That's husky man breathing right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's not husky man breathing. That's husky man breathing. You, you know, wait, we, wait, I won't mention his name, agree? but the most unhealthiest person we know breathes like that. Okay, can we all agree that Rob is the best person who's in shape right now? No, no, no. I'm obviously in better shape. Okay, well, Rob. how about this? Rob, breathe into the mic. I'm breathing right We're now. breathing right now. Yeah, you can't hear it. That's, a, that's no, the like thing do, about do, you. Do like a power breathe, like a power breathe. You're breathing. I'm doing like a yoga power breath. You know, like a. I would say that your breath is like, uh, like, like, like when it's like you're gonna you're gonna date. Oh, hey, hey, uh, I'm your daughter. This doesn't make any sense. How do I describe this? Like you're the dad, like a racist dad, you know. Uh-huh. And I come over if I was a black person mm-hmm. and you don't know, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, this is the guy dating your daughter, and this is your response is just like, <sighs> do you know what I mean? Like that racist breathing. You have racist breathing right now. <laughs> okay. Like husky that's, racist breathing. First of all, that's not true. Okay. Have you ever done yoga? I used to do a lot of yoga. Thank you. No, um, you're breathing like you're a white guy <laughs> in a room full of black guys that you don't know are criminals or not. 
Okay, well, first of all, that's okay, further I, racist. That's okay, way if, more racist. You're, I, maybe you're the racist. Okay, if I could just finish my thought here, if you've been, if you've ever done yoga, I do a lot of yoga. I used to go to a pilgrimage of the heart on Adams Avenue. Great place. Jesus Christ. Uh, What's with all the plugs, Daniel? I know <laughs> so you're, you're throwing I'm a lot just, of plugs I'm about just where you to go. Give the listeners context as to your day to day. Yeah. Do you do the? I Did you go the body, body positive yoga now, where they just make you like lay on your stomach? I a lot doubt you went to yoga as much as you go to get ice cream. Nah, I was hardcore dedicated to yoga. But anyways, there's something called warrior breathing, and it's literally just going. <laughs> it's not breathing like a warrior. You're breathing, yeah. Again, you're breathing like like a angry uncle at Thanksgiving who's yeah, ready to say something very racist that can't be taken back. Where <laughs> it's just you're like breathing like a disappointed parent. It's like I liked Obama, and then there's just that guy like. <laughs> Just snarling in See, the corner. This is why I spelled heel wrong because again I'm just faced with all this harassment being thrown my way. What word are you trying to say right now? Because I've been wondering when you keep saying harassment, <laughs> I just can't figure out for the life of me what you've been trying to say. Are you saying like heresy or what do you what are you going for? Are you saying harassment? Yes, harassment. Harassment. Harassment, yeah. So what do you classify tomato, what do you classify as it's harassment? What they say across the pond. Across the pond? They say harassment. What where's across the pond? England? Okay, I was surprised you got that. The way you said it was, I was surprised. They say, uh, they say Aerosmith. I listen to a lot of the Smiths. So, the Smiths, the band. Yeah, aren't they from England? <laughs> Maybe I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I'm a big pretty music sure guy. I'll be honest, I'm pretty ignorant. Because the guy's voice sounds like he's from England. It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. That's my favorite song. Oh, yeah, that's the best song they have. <laughs> it's roughly. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, how's how's it been going since the last podcast? I'm trying to think about what else we we discovered. Who the keel was, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you have a good English accent? Yo, <laughs> yo, yo! <laughs> Is that what you would say if you're doing an impersonation of an English guy, just yeah, like, go like inaudible? Uh, tip top on the barber chef. It's good. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a guy, and you're ordering. Uh, you're ordering from me. Okay. Okay. All right, sir. That's gonna be uh, twelve dollars, Mister British man. Oh, that's a lot of pounds. Right where I'm from. <laughs> The queen herself would have to pay for that. All right, now you're now you're a British guy, but one's like a one's more of like a proper Londoner, and the other guy's like more Cockney, more straight. And you're having a conversation. Okay. So, so it's two different people at a bar, and then I'm the wait the, the bar staff again. Hey, all right, hey gentlemen, uh, looks like you guys are both ordering drinks. What do you what will you both have? Oh <laughs> yeah. That's the guy who has the Cockney accent. That's Cockney. Okay, and then what's proper Londoner? <laughs> I'd like to order a, a lager. <laughs> you sound like uh, like different types of uh, orcs from Lord of the Rings right now. That's what I would describe your... Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings <laughs> was filmed in uh, 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 a place that was, you know, heavily influenced by the British, so... Where is it filmed? I know where it's filmed. Do you know where it's filmed? Yeah, I do. I'm a big... I'm, I'm, I'm a really Without big looking Lord at your notes. I don't need to look, uh, but I, I'm a really big Lord. Do you think I wrote down, down the point that you, I didn't know you were going to bring up? Uh, well, I don't know. If these are just me. notes. These are just general notes here, and it, I'm going to write down here in the notes that you don't know where right, Lord of the on. Rings was filmed. Rob, do you think Miles knows where Lord of the Rings was Yeah, filmed? he geeks out on this shit. Like, I'm uh, a big Lord of the Rings fan. I think everybody knows that about me. Okay, who were three of the main characters in Lord of the Rings? Um, what do you mean? Of the Fellowship, or who do you want? There's so many main characters. Okay, stop evading the question. Just who were... Okay, so there's Legolas, Gimli. Okay. Oh, my yeah. God. That, that's what I wrote right there, see? But just less... Uh... I think Lord of the Rings is your ice cream. I, oh, I love Lord of the Rings, dude. And I, and, but you know what's weird How about Lord of the Rings? How do you watch the movies? A lot. I watch them a lot. I watch a lot of YouTube fan videos as well, a lot of fan-made videos, because there's parts of the universe that 
because Tolkien died before he could create everything. So there's parts of the universe that I have to piece together with me and uh, my brethren. So I spend most of my, when I'm supposed to be working at work um, at my office, I'm mostly just watching Lord of the Rings videos and also like fan made. Yeah. It, I just, I love it. Uh, I love the culture. What's her made up? What made up place do they live at? It's not made up. It's, you know, it's a, it's an analogy. If you look at the whole thing, it's basically uh, the guy Tolkien who made Lord of the Rings. You're he, talking about Legolas, right? That's where they live. No, no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, Jesus no. Christ, Rob, don't do this. This is just uh, so ignorant. No, because I'm Legolas is Legolas is is an elf. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For our listeners, can you describe what an elf is? No, there's different world. There's different worlds they live in. Do you ever, when you work at the travel agency, try to get people vacations to those worlds? Would you like to go to Mordor for the summer? <laughs> it's uh, it's great. No, I no. But ever since they vanquished Sauron, Mordor is a wonderful place. Well, the thing about that type of evil is you can never really vanquish it. So, in so the way that you that said that was. Well, I know that there's a because that's the thing about that's just so scary about it is if you look at Morgoth, Sauron's boss, and then Sauron. Wait, Morgoth? Morgoth was the real bad guy. Because so, people like to say, oh, Sauron's bad. Yeah, Sauron's bad, but he's no Morgoth. That's what they say. And that's like, I guess, like, that's more like Lord of the Rings slang. You know, if you're just like, oh, he's no Morgoth. Morgoth? That sounds that like, means a lot to them. That sounds like the new band that Skrillex would make, Morgoth. Uh, don't make fun of my culture, please. I wouldn't like that. That's not something you joke about. What, Anyways, Skrillex? back to the history lesson. So Morgoth was like the ultimate bad guy. Sure. And his one of his disciples was Sauron. Morgoth uh-huh. was defeated by a bunch of, like, angel type deities and they had to come together basically out of the Lord of the Rings heaven like Christian angels no nothing like Christian angels these ones are very real and they make more sense and they have a role there's nothing like something like religion at all actually okay so they defeated Morgoth they've defeated Morgoth well why didn't they defeat his disciple but they're like oh, because they, because 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 that they just they decided to stop intervening at that point and that's the kind of the problem with the Lord of the Rings Rob why do you seem so bored right now huh this is possibly your history. The way that you move is very elf-like, and who knows what your what your background is. Do you have any mysterious relatives that could be possibly related to a fictional character? Besides but it's that, lightly it's lightly fictional because it's a it's, it's an analogy. How does that mean lightly fictional? Because it's yes, it's about. I mean, I guess like okay, you can ignore some bits of magic, but the lessons are important. Friendship. Okay. Rings. Those are real. Okay, I've yeah, seen rings, rings before. That's true. Yeah. Swords. They're real. Orcs? I don't know. Is that? I think that honestly, the way that he wrote it, and a lot of people have told me this. It was a racist guy who told me this one time on the bus, but mm-hmm. he said that it was an analogy for, I guess, the world because he had all these different groups of people, and some of them were like, I guess he said better than others, and he's like, you see, it's just like the world, and that's how Tolkien meant it, which I don't like to believe. I was at why because he was- says like orcs are, you know. When, the, when Gandalf the White came back reborn and they got rid of uh, Gandalf the Mexican, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf the Mexican. To Gandalf, Gandalf the, the Brown, get the fuck out of here. Well, no, but the, honestly, he does use a lot of color and symbolism. It was written during a different time, so I don't know if he was like. It could have been, yeah, there's some racial undertones to what he says because he definitely, the way that he groups people is racial to me. Or is like, these are all bad, these are all good. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that are just only concerned about treasure, which is obviously their, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm enough about Lord of the Rings. What, what's they're going they're on the here? elves I mean, uh, with the curly sidebirds. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> they, yeah, they, it was weird that, that there's, there's a bunch of, uh, 
<laughs> there are a bunch of dwarfs responsible for creating the movies. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a whole realm that made all the movies about Lord of the Rings. Um, well, were you just say something there, or were you? Uh, I was just uh, thinking. I think sci-fi is better than like all those gobbly ghouls and shit. I never really. It's got the same it. thing. It's just different eras. It's like if they had a spaceship, but would that do it for you? It's the same no, thing. It's a it's great sci-fi. story. They don't have like dragons or anything. Matrix. Yeah, but dragons are so close to being real. They're Matrix almost is better real. than Lord of the Rings. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even. I. I don't even like. The, I don't like what the Matrix stood for. Well, Matrix wasn't even a sci-fi movie. Oh boy. What do you mean it wasn't even a sci-fi movie? Expose the Hollywood media. Come on. Do it. <laughs> Ice cream boy. What are you going to say? I, I swear, the way I wish people could see the way that you look right now because you have not shaved in how long? About two months now? Because what I was telling people well, was you look, like a, you look like a guy. How do you weigh 150 pounds and have a fat guy ass crack? <laughs> 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 you no, you do. You do honestly look like a guy who joined the military, went overseas, and then was deserted, and then eventually became a Taliban. You, <laughs> you look like midway. Ta- you look like midway Taliban right now. You. It's just so patchy. And you look like you broke up with your girlfriend. That's what you look like. Yeah, you look like you, you broke up with your girlfriend like seven months ago. <laughs> you just haven't recovered. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we saying? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say The Matrix was based off of uh, <laughs> Plato's allegory of the cave. Or I mean, what happened? Did one it's of your dogs die? What the fuck happened, Dan? Yeah, Let's I figure this out. Listen, okay. Like I said last week, I put so much effort into uh, Rift City that I can't afford to take care of myself. So I have to borrow clothes. And You're you know. an extremist. <laughs> in the most, do you think that – where does your extremism come from? Because I noticed that you, everything you do is extreme. It's either I'm going to put no effort into this or I'm going to put so much effort into it, nothing else in my life will survive. Well, that's how where you does have that to come do from? That's how you have to survive. I think but you don't answer the question. I'm saying, like, where yeah. does that come from? It's just fascinating because it's, it's, it's uh, extreme. You're an extreme personality. My uh, well, that's just that's just the way I was born. It's in my genes, Doug. All right, that answered the question. Definitely. Just and where born. did you get those genes from? Because I know they're hand me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, yes, they're just in my very holy genes. What are you talking about? No, like genes that's in like in your blood. You know, like you've seen Jurassic Park, where it's like. It's in your blood. Why are we talking so much about popular 90s or early 2000s Or 90s movies? kids, you know? I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like you have to be extreme to make it in this world. You got to go all in or not at all, you know? One or the other. In a weird way, I My agree way with you, the but highway. the way that you do it is, like, so bizarre. Because it's, like, it's extreme, but it's not, like... <laughs> Would you not agree that to make it on your own, you have to, you know... Just you have to work hard. You have to go 120%. Think about it. Would you say that Tom Brady's not a, somebody who does things, you know, in measured steps? He's extreme all the way. He's I so guarantee you Tom you Brady has more than one pair of shoes. I guarantee <laughs> okay. that. Okay. So you getting so ice cream that. every day and you're comparing yourself to Tom Brady. Well, me and you Tom know he's listening to that song where it's like uh, that motivational uh, rap song where it's like, 99 uh, I don't know. I don't think but I can motorboat Tom Brady. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't motorboat me yet. Come over here. We'll do it on the microphone. You can't. I look. You can't. no. You can't. You can't motor. He's like a soft B cup. I would say he's not like motorboating. <laughs> I'm not a soft B. I'm more like. A do you ever wear your little sister's training bras just for fun? <laughs> I'm like a. I'm like a girl who's who's lightly stumbling into an A cup. Yeah, that's funny because you're discovering your body. You're discovering your your body as a woman just like recently the last few months. I'm like tripping into it. You know. I'm Why like, do you oh, wear your Levi's like low rider jeans though? <laughs> That's another weight gain issue. It's that classic like <laughs> fat guy who can't fit into skinny jeans anymore, so they just sag off of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, no, I just wear them differently now. 
I have a 32 thigh now, so I got a lower 32 thigh and a 31 waist. I haven't gained that much weight. No, you haven't, but... Um, Your clothes don't fit you anymore because they were tight when you were skinny. Because I had these clothes since I was in middle school. Now you have your little <laughs> slut gut hanging out of your Rip City sweater. <laughs> okay. No, it's not just about... No. Oh, okay, again, just like Tom Brady, it's just you have to put all of everything into one thing. <laughs> Tom Brady puts all of his belongings <laughs> in a backpack he carries with him <laughs> everywhere. He doesn't have a home. <laughs> Listen, Tom Brady Tom, Tom Brady just said this. All I need is my number 12 uniform and I'll be in <laughs> And all I need is just my Rip City. Are jacket. people just not tackling him because he smells bad? And they're just like, you got to avoid this guy. He smells disgusting. That's why the pressure was him. off in the football because he couldn't afford a pump. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is this note about the government written on this football? I don't want it. What's going on here? I don't know, man. Um, well, I don't know. There's been a lot happening since last time we talked. Uh, I don't know. I'm just generally very depressed. And it's, it's good to beat up on Daniel because I just don't feel good. Oh, so. God, it's the best. Well, you guys are depressed because you don't have a goal. You don't put everything into one thing. I don't. Well, in comedy, I mean, it's, it's hard to have a goal. That's right. why I'm saying it's just it's just so like it's just so after a while it's like what are we doing? Am I even funny? I can't that well, and I, I, mean, I you're can't. not funny when you pick on me. I, I think that's why uh, we're at our contrary. funniest. Yeah, okay, well, I think well, that uh, nice try though. Well, I mean, we're, yeah, we're doing it because I think we care. But in, in the end, I mean, we're all I, I I don't know about you guys, but this has been probably the most depressing month in comedy for me. It's oh, just yeah. like is it because you've been kicked out from a club? We're not I was band, kicked out. You, well, I was you kicked yourself out. No, man. I think no because at the same point. At the same time, and comedians listening, I guess who are on my side, I should say, will understand why I'm not going back there. They haven't officially banned me, but I won't go back to a place that doesn't support comedy. I won't do it. Well, and that bothers me. Explain what happened to the listeners, because they don't know the story. <sighs> well, see, it sounds weird if I say it. Can you explain it? Because that way, and then I'll chime in. Okay. Because you're another person that was watching it versus me doing it. Because if I say I did it, then I'll, exp- I'll give insider commentary to it. Sure. Can we take a timeout really quick? Sure. No. Uh, do you think it? Uh, can I check on my my sweater? I, I just don't want to leave the recording and have it still. Okay. Be wet. No, we're definitely leave leave this in to show Daniel's mindset. I'm where just it's saying, like, if if uh, do you mind if I check really quick? You don't think it's done? It's not done. Our producer slash Daniel's uh, one of Daniel's many guiders is saying that it's not done. All right, wait, so you tell the story, and then I'll interject, and I'll tell you why you can't support a club that doesn't support you. Fair enough. Okay. Now, if I remember correctly, okay. uh, you were on stage yes. uh, doing some things and some stuff. Yes. And uh, you, were, you did a joke, and some of the audience members liked it. One audience member in particular did not like it, and you moved on. You, you addressed him. <laughs> okay, true. Yes. You addressed him lightly, and then you moved on. And then as you were doing other jokes that had nothing to do with political, because it was political, but it was a joke about political jokes, not a joke because people are like, you shouldn't say things about Trump. It was definitely not a Trump joke. And it definitely was not an Obama joke. It was a joke about how people just agree to things. That was the point of the joke. Sure. And that's what I thought I made clear. Everybody else got it except for this dude, this one guy. To be fair, though, he was very drunk. He was very drunk. And yeah. And so you're right. I moved on. I was not doing anything even slightly political Mm -hmm. when he started getting aggressive. And then, sorry, back to your story. Okay. So then as you were doing other material, he became a nuisance, so you addressed him. And it uh, it escalated into a situation where the crowd now wanted you to just 
destroy this person. Yeah, because they were all annoyed with him because he was very loud and he was like, you suck, you're not funny, you suck, tell me a joke, make make a joke about Hillary. He kept saying that to me because he's upset because he thought I made a joke about Trump, which I didn't make. Yeah. And well, he was yelling is, that the whole time I think time to uh, me. the key to remember about what happened is that the audience wasn't on his side. They were on your side. They were the on my side, into yeah. It, and you turned a bad situation and you flipped it on its head and you ended on a laugh. Now, that being said, the guy was the such a nuisance that he got kicked out. And also the girl that he was with, I mean, he claims it wasn't his wife. I mean, who knows who it was, was crying and was very distraught. Yo, she was definitely crying, but she was like telling him to stop because from my perspective, she was sitting next to him. And and she was like, stop, because he was just super drunk and getting aggressive. And he was also flipping me off. Then he flipped off, turned around and flipped off the crowd, which people didn't see. Yeah, as he walked out, he was, he was like, fuck you. And then he said, go Giants. So that was a weird thing to say. Go Giants. I don't know why he brought that up. But so whatever. Eli. So whatever. And in my opinion, would you agree that by the end of the set, everybody was on my side and I, people even stood up and applauded? Yeah, people, that when, happened because when you try to go back to doing material, they wanted me to wanted sh- shit on him because he because they hated him more than I hated him. I wasn't even mad. I can truthfully say, and I've been mad many times on stage. I was not mad. I get off stage, and then um, two people from the club got mad at me because they're like, "You shouldn't rile up crowd members." We have six empty seats, is what they said. We don't want to say names. I don't need to say the club, and I don't need to say who the people were, just because I don't want to do that. But they got mad at me because they were like, well, there's six NBC seats. And I was like, no, there's only two people that left. There wasn't there. Those seats were already open. Mm-hmm. And they started just giving me a really hard time about that. And that's what I was mad about. And they were yelling at me about the person leaving. And I guess they were saying it was my fault because I shouldn't have said anything that got the guy upset. But he was clearly very drunk. He was clearly very intoxicated because he was also flipping off the crowd. He was just a drunk dude who thought I said something that I didn't say. And they, they took the side of him. And so, then, and so then they were like, I told them, you know, I got mad and I, I do, like, I should not have said this. I will admit, I shouldn't have said fuck you to both of them, which I did. I said, fuck you guys. You got, I got really mad. And you calmed me down. Yeah, the heel, the heel healed me in that sense. You should have just left. I should have just left. But I got mad. And I was like, fuck you. Why don't you have my back? I said stuff like that, right? Did Daniel pat you on the shoulder and say, hey, let's go get some ice cream? Daniel's <laughs> like, this is... Actually, it, my ice know, cream's getting getting hot. What's going go on? Let's go to my friend's house and do laundry right now. How about that? <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, that uh, situation got my adrenaline going. That uh, to calm myself down, I actually, yeah, I, got, <laughs> I got uh, I got a scoop of uh, dark cherry, uh, dark chocolate. For when the for, for when the emotion when the skies are dark, you need to get some dark cherry to level to level it out. Well, dark chocolate and cherry well, is. Very I healthy. feel like, but but you should. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Here's the ebb and flow. Those people at that club that you told off, they needed to be told off. They had their heads up their asses. It had to be someone. I should have done it better. I was very upset, and I apologized to them because I honestly, both those people, I don't dislike them. I was very upset in the moment. Okay, yeah, I mean, they're not my favorite people ever, but I definitely don't dislike them Like to the level where it's like, okay, these guys can fucking die. I didn't feel, but at the moment when I get mad, when I get that mad, that's my weak spot. And I'll just start saying shit because I was like, dude, I, you weren't there. But he saw how mad I was yelling. I was yeah. like outside. I was like, dude, fuck you. And I apologized to Zoltan, who was going up next. Zoltan, uh, by the way, if you guys haven't seen him, he's great. Great comedian. He's gonna I apologize to him. He's going to be on the 27th. He's going to be on. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I mean, I felt bad for him because I was like, hey, yeah. man, I'm sorry to get that guy out and to create that big stir. But at the same time, a club should have your back. 
as a comedian and as a comedian as a, as anybody listening that's just a fan of comedy a comedy club should have the comics back. I don't care what the situation is. It's because it all comes from the same place of trying I mean, to be funny. I mean, in a perfect world, that's what it would be. But the com- comedy club is going to have whoever's buying tater tots and liquors back. But the, see, that's fucked up, dude. And that's why I think that Riff City and all those other things, people like them, is because we are comics doing a show for comics. The comedy club owners don't give a fuck about comedy. And I know they all do the thing where they're like, I'm a big. It's like, no, you're not. You're not a big fan. You're a big fan of making money off of this situation. You're not a big fan of comedy. Yeah, that's true. And also, there was a there was a San Diego comic used to say the whole time, which is that a comedy club isn't a restaurant. The people that are going are ultimately going to see the comic perform, yeah. not the food that's being served. Yeah, that's why but, the food but the more, Yeah, but the more you play into that, and the more you say, you know what, the customer's always right. Well, not in comedy. Because it's different. You can fucking complain about the food all you want. That's fine. If you're serving food and they're like, hey, I don't like my tater tots like this, fucking great. But you cannot do that about the comedy because we're all trying to be funny. The second you start censoring comedy and you start siding with people who are like, oh, I'm a dumb person, or maybe they're right. You have to let everything just come out in comedy and the good stuff will float up. Because otherwise, what's happening? You're fucking supporting the customer, and the comedy gets shitty. We all know hacky comics who do the same hacky acts. Well, I think uh, you just have what to. What do you mean? You like how every comedian at that club usually starts off? You know what I look like. That's what yeah. a good comedian. That's does. ever well. That everybody makes fun of this particular club's location. Everybody what? opens with that. Oh, we're here on top of a mall. Everybody does that. They love that shit. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say on a broader point though, as a as a comedy club, if you put on a show, it doesn't even have to be a comedy, if you just promote a show, that you should just stand by your lineup. That's ultimately yeah. what it is. Stand, just, stand by your comics, stand by your lineup. Yeah, just stand up and say, this is uh, my lineup. A, you know, I approve. Thi- I'm going to defend these people. Now, if you don't like the conduct of that comic, then you don't have to book them again. Or you, there's like other sure. ways of going about it. Yeah, but and that's what moment, I'm saying. you should just stand by. Yeah, 100%. I, I, don't, I, I agree with you. I think that it's... Um, it's okay. There's a very distracting odor in here right now. What just happened? The dog fart or something? The dog fart? Oh my god! If okay, the dog farted, it then, then the literally, dog, and it there's was a dog in on here. Me. Yeah. No. Um. No, but that's why I'm not going back. I don't listen. I don't hate the two people involved. I don't even hate the club. It's just that, like, hey man, if you guys don't have my back, and if you guys couldn't just say, hey dude, like you shouldn't have said that. If they said it to me in a better way, if they didn't start accusing me immediately the second I got off stage, I would come back. But right now, it's like, I don't want to come back to a place that I feel like doesn't support me. Because shit like that's going to happen again. And then they're going to stand by the, the customer. But that's not, ha- that's not good comedy. comedy. Comedy is not like, oh, what do you guys want? Do you guys want me just to do what you've already heard before? Because there's a lot of people that will laugh at that shit. There's so many people that do hacky material, and it's like playing the hits. But that's not good comedy, and everybody actually knows that. You see a good comic, you're like, oh, this is like real. Versus, like, this is just somebody just saying shit. But also, that situation that happened is that guy was going to, at some point, become a nuisance. Oh, it was just, reacted, he was a time bomb, yeah. He was already a nuisance, but nobody addressed it, and you just happened to address him. But it was an aside, then, I said, this guy's being loud. Yeah. And he, that's when he's like, fuck you, you yeah, fucking suck. He's that's like why I was it. always like, fuck that place, because talk to any of the door guys there. Ask them, do they have a guard card? No. That isn't the first time that's happened. That's happened plenty of times. Yep. In the past few years, every fights. time. Yep. Fights. Yeah. P- 
people get heckled, they need to stop. They need to squash that shit the moment it happens. Yeah, but I think we could also say a problem with comedy clubs in general is that uh, that they overserve because there's two competing interests. Yep. Which is what's good for the show isn't necessarily good for a server, and what's good for a server isn't good for a show. I agree and, with you, uh, and and also yeah. yeah, you know, and I and this is like in our society, everything has to fit everybody. But you know, maybe comedy isn't for everybody. I'm not a big music guy. There's some music I'm like, okay, I like that song. I'll listen to it when I work out. But I don't go to see a lot of concerts. You know, I don't go to fucking see Migos, and I'm like, you're not playing, uh, you're not playing uh, my country music. Why aren't you doing this? You guys suck. It's like it's just not for me. Yeah, but why can't people accept that? Why does Migo- everything have to be? Oh, okay, Migos doesn't have a free ticket crowd. What is that supposed to mean? Free oh, because you're paying for it, you're saying? Yeah, they know what they're getting. Yeah, that's true with a band, though. It's kind of like a built-in audience. Sure, but if I'm paying... Okay, hypothetically, I'm saying... it's, And I will stand by this analogy. If I go... If I go to something, if I'm paying money and I'm going there and I'm saying, I want you to do this. Okay, great. But that doesn't mean they have to do it. It just... It just it, that's on me. If you... Okay, if you come to a show and you're like... You can't talk about this. You can't talk about this or I'm leaving. Then you shouldn't be watching comedy. I'm sorry. If you have trigger things that are immediately like you shouldn't say these things, you can just not laugh. There's people that are trying to be funny every day that just aren't funny. And we've all been there. We've all been in a situation Mm -hmm. where we say things that aren't funny. That's okay. You can just not laugh. You don't have to be like, okay, this person's a racist. This person's this. This person's that. This person's a Hillary supporter. Like... That's not how it works. And then you can't side with the person and say, okay, we should just do whatever anybody else wants. That's, that's just what I think. I mean, this got kind of serious, but I don't, I feel bad. I, mean, I, I want to apologize to those guys for getting so mad, but I stand by what I said where I'm not going to come back to that club. I mean, this is how I look at where San Diego comedy is going. It's, it's leaving the clubs. Every yeah. good show is an independent show. I don't care if it's at a bar. I think it's better it's at a bar. Because what they just pay a cover, yeah. They don't have to worry about a minimum, yeah. And they just get to watch good comedy because it's made by people that love comedy. Everybody, if you if you come to San Diego to see a good show, most of the shows are independent. Reds has been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. great show. Lestats, a long yeah. time, great show. Our show now is getting a little bit of traction, and so, yeah, you're right because we're not because. We're just doing the show. We're not giving you the fucking corporate feel that a comedy club brings, where it's that bullshit. Everybody's always right. Well, I think also the difference, though, is that if you're a business, there are different things that you have to adhere to, you know, because you always have to be cutting a profit because you have staff. You know, there are other considerations. That sure. Go into, uh, sure. But don't lie. But don't lie. Do, but, but OK, but even the best clubs in the world, the Hollywood Comedy Store doesn't listen to the audience to that degree. They say these are our comedians that we picked. This is our lineup. This is what you're going to see. They don't go like, oh, you don't like that joke that Joe Rogan did? Okay, he's done. He can't be here anymore. That's not how it works. Sure. And I get that Joe Rogan and I are fucking different levels. That's not my point. But the philosophy is the same because if an open micer there goes up on friends and family and does some joke, they're going to stand by the open micer. They're not going to stand by the fucking person who's like, oh, I didn't like that. Well, yeah, because they stand by their lineups. But I think... Uh, so you can do it. And they make yeah. fucking money hand over fist. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think... Uh I just think right now certain clubs that aren't established are kind of just at the mercy of trends. You know, because like once the comedy yeah. bubble It needs pops, to die. I think that most comedy's bad. Do you guys not feel that way? Oh, yeah, 100%. Most comedy sucks, dude. Most clubs, or at least in San Diego, it seems like they're leaving stand-up comedy and just booking people that are famous on YouTube. 
Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So you can't say that you care about the integrity of comedy if you book a fucking YouTube act. You, you can't say that. You can't use that argument anymore. And I don't care. If you let me perform there and you're cool to me, I'm not going to have any problem with you. But if you're not cool to me, then I'm not going to fucking, you know? That's just, I, I don't know. Again, we're, this is the most serious podcast we've done out of two of them. I would say, and our record of doing two podcasts is so much more serious. One. We're one. Yeah. Oh, so what's the status on the laundry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he came back. He was gone downstairs for a while. You've become so much more like a... Back to shitting on Daniel for a minute. Okay, You've become on, so much on. more like a homeless person in the sense where like, if any one of your articles of clothing is touched, then it's like, what did you do? I need my bags. I need my bags <laughs> right now. Oh, well, yeah. No, no, I'm just curious as to what... Uh, has, has it been moved machines? Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, so Bo is a uh, producer slash director. Uh, we don't have any money whatsoever. We're in Bo's house. Uh, and we're standing on yeah, lovely carpeting. Lovely carpeting. He can afford feng shui, if that gives you like uh, an idea. But He's we're so using rich, his uh, He can afford a philosophy. Equipment. That <laughs> he can afford to shave <laughs> his head. That's more than Daniel can do to his face at the moment. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and Daniel is telling Bo, uh, to a- actually uh, commanding him, what is the status of his laundry? I'm not commanding. I'm merely asking what the status is of my laundry. That's it. If, it, if it's been moved machines, that's all. It's been moved from machines. Thank you. All right. Give a round of applause for it. Be, it's been moved from machines. Daniel can <laughs> calm down. Uh, I, this has kind of been a lot more, like I said, a lot more serious. Initially, we were just shitting on Daniel, but we did get to a more serious topic about stand-up comedy. Um, do you guys have any final words before we start uh, wrapping it up? Anything you want to get out? First off, oh, uh, Daniel's show. beard looks like Leslie Jones' pubic hair. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, I'd like to say something. Can I, before we wrap uh, up, can I just get an apology from the both of you, please? <laughs> I I will not apologize because I think that in the long run we're helping you and eventually you're going to be as developed in a couple of years you'll be as developed as the average 18 year old and then we'll really start <laughs> cooking with fire it looks like you get bullied with kids that have asthma I've used this on somebody else but you do look like a guy who would get molested by somebody younger than you <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, okay well number one let's plug the show uh, we have another great Riff City show December at the end of the month. Yeah, December 27th. We have a whole bunch of great comedians. Uh, Joan Ozelay is headlining. Zoltan's going to pop in. And we also have another special guest that we cannot say. But believe me, you guys don't want to miss this one. It's going to be exciting, It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, please. And follow us on all things social media. What else can you guys do? Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Vine. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on... OkCupid. Mail, literal mail. If you could send us a, a letter, we'll, we'll we'll give you Bo's address. It'd be weird for you to mail us. Uh, follow us uh, December twenty seventh at the. Uh, I, I fucked that up. My bad. Wait, wait, hold on. Actually, speaking of Bo's address, can we just quickly talk about the way that Rob entered the house? Oh um, yeah, like I mean, as much as we give Daniel shit about just his whole existence, Rob is much like a cat. And we were talking. Rob was supposed to be here at four. It's like four oh five, and we look over, and Rob's just standing there. Um, the second floor. He just walked in. We could not hear him. Nobody here. We all have good hearing. Yeah. He walked. He cat burglared himself in. I walk on the balls of my feet. It was so I, It was so spooky. And then we sat, and then we were just like, well, what would you do if it was the wrong house? You're like, I don't know. And I, I think that you would have just killed them all. I think you would have just murdered them and been like, next house. No, I this was the right the house, but of... the first two houses were the wrong house. Everything <laughs> went fine. 
All right, again, guys, uh, the, the, the 27th, why do I keep stuttering? The 27th of December, 8 o'clock. Listen, at, if you can't do it, I don't mind doing the ad read. Okay, you do the ad read. Do we right, have let's any have the, uh, let's have the heel. sponsors yet? Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, so you guys can find us uh, on December 27th, the last Wednesday of the month, at the Whistle Stop Bar in South Park. Look at how proud he is of this. Okay, well, wait, we're going to give Daniel a second read. All right, we'll you have to read this cold. You're, he's going to write something down, and then you're going to promote whatever it is, okay? I have to read this cold. You have to read this cold. Let's just see how good your reading skills are. They're pretty damn good. Oh, you're not going to get this one. I can tell already. <laughs> I can tell already. Oh, my God. That's a racial slur that he's making you read. I won't tell you which one, what, what group, but you will be surprised. <laughs> no, let me just get some strong breathing going. All right, strong breathing. He wrote a second message on there. Is, does he have to read both of these? Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> you have just cold read them. All right. Three, this, two. You already messed up. Three, two, one. This Daniel, doing the ad read. by Old Harbor Distillery. Turn page, please. Turn page. <laughs> Three, two, one. I ha- I have father issues. Give it up Fair. for Daniel who his father issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we do have a new sponsor, um, Old Harbor Distillery. You guys, please follow them on all things social media. Um, we're working on having some sort of drink deal in the future at the Whistle Stop Bar. But right now, you guys can buy their alcohol. You guys can follow them on social media. Again, it is Old Harbor Distillery. We will add a link for you in the comments that way you guys can go. They're great. They're fantastic people. And we want to say a special thank you to them. The perfect gin to put out your father issue fires. His father issue. If you have his father issue. (laughs) Yeah. um. You sound more like a Taliban now, the way that you talk. (laughs) I have his father issue. Good gin. All right, everybody. That is our episode. We will cut Rob's horribly offensive domestic violence (laughs) joke. Don't worry. We don't want that type of humor getting in. I just want to say goodbye again. Follow us on all things at Riff City Comedy. I'm Miles. Rob. And this is Daniel. And this is <laughs> you can't do it right. You can't even do it right. Yeah, just breathe off. heavily. All right. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Thank you.